Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Success Grid podcast with your host, Hussein Talib. My guest today, Joseph Drollshagen. I spelled that right, right? <laughs> I spent okay. over a decade traveling the world as a full-time speaker, coach, and author, assisting countless professionals and feel that feel unfulfilled in their work to experience freedom beyond the, what a job can offer. Joe, how are you? Welcome to the grid. I'm doing really well. I'm really excited to be here with you and have this conversation today. Awesome, so this awesome. is an honor. Awesome. Me too. So let me first start by asking you, uh, tell us a little bit about you, because what, from what I know, you worked in corporate, you reached as a VP of sales in multiple corporations, multiple companies, and now you're basically an entrepreneur. So walk us through that. Absolutely. I will tell you my computer crashed, so I'm using a borrowed one right now, so I might have a little problem with the camera. But yeah, absolutely. So I grew up outside of Detroit, Michigan in a low-income blue-collar family and watched my parents struggle, you know, my, my entire youth. And I carried a lot of that into my adulthood, and I did get into corporate America at about 21 years old. And, and started working and building up a career and went to college and ended up as a VP of sales, helping multiple organizations, building territories, customer retention, but then helping multiple uh, corporations that were either going into or in bankruptcy to come out that other side back into profitability. And, and who's saying I was really good at what I did, but it was never my passion. Like my passion from the time I was 22 years old was to inspire and motivate people to live better lives. But I could never break free from that conditioning and that patterning that a man gets a job, supports a family, and hopefully lives long enough to enjoy some retirement. So I learned a lot in my corporate years. I've gotten a lot of successes and I got to do a lot of things I wouldn't have even thought I could have done, but it's different than living in your passion. Mm -hmm. So, so talk us a little bit, actually it's a deep subject, but passion, talk us about that because a lot of people, some people say like, some people start, for example, their business is based on passion, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they fail. What do you think about passion itself? And what do you think about people who start a business revolving around their passion and they fail? Do you, for example, encourage them to keep going at it? Because at some point it will work, but they have to look at, at different angles of things, a different approach. Yeah. If you know, like, you know, when I say my passion, I'm talking about my purpose at 22 years old, I heard a speaker talk. His name was Jack Boland. And and honestly, I don't remember what he said, but, but I remember how it just ignited this thing inside of me that I wanted to spend my life inspiring and motivate, motivating people to live better lives. And so I became a student at that time. Now at that time, I thought maybe it was being a minister you know, at a church. So Mm -hmm. I looked at that avenue and I looked at a lot of different avenues as I started going to work on myself and figuring out why I couldn't break free from this get a job thing, you know? And, and so as I went down there, it went down multiple avenues before it ironed out tonight. I truly understood what it was that my passion was ministering would have been great, but it wouldn't have fulfilled me coaching, working with people, helping business owners to really grow their business two to 10 times what the size of it is right you know, right now and doing so in a shorter, shorter period of time, helping people that are stuck in jobs they can't stand to open up that, to identify and then open up and step into that avenue of what they're truly passionate about and doing so in weeks, not years. That's, mm. that's where my passion, my excitement, like everything I do lies. But yeah, Following that passion, the first thing we have to do, Hussein, is is to identify what is that. You know, so many people go to college for a 
a paycheck or their dad was up, you know, in a business. So they go into business or they follow that path. They don't go within to find out what that is. Mm. And so they start leading out that way. Entrepreneurs, business owners, they'll get a great business idea of what they want to do. They'll start going into it. One of the biggest mistakes that business owners make is they try to apply more effort. They try to work harder. They try to put in exhaustive hours and efforts and everything else to try to make what they want happen. And all they're really doing is blocking the pathway for it to show up with ease. Mm. So yeah, Does that make sense? Yeah. So because uh, because speaking of uh, a lot of people follow their uh, in general follow their for example parents or some kind of their family members, uh, especially now it's going like go to school, uh, get a job, go to school, get a job. So this is like a system or like, it's kind of like a factory producing ice creams or <laughs> biscuits or whatever. Great, great, <laughs> so, great way of saying that. Uh, yeah, I like to say that it's like, it, it, it's like producing robots. Yeah, you know, it's very kinda, robotic. You get out of high school, you go to college, then you get a job and then you go forward. And, you know, all of us have patterns, paradigms and conditionings within us that we grew up with. You know, it, it, none of us are none of us are lacking that, it, it, but it differs in each one. So some of the ones for me that really held me up for years was, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and I found myself, I, I know it, but I found myself struggling financially, regardless of what my income was. You know, the one about that a man gets a job, supports a family, and hopefully lives long enough to enjoy some retirement. That kept me hooked into corporate America for so many years yeah. that I could not break free until I understood what that conditioning was. I don't know why my camera's there. I don't, until I understood what that conditioning was. And once I identified it, I have a whole system I work with people on called SMT, which is all about the subconscious mindset. That's mm -hmm. what stops most people. Mm -hmm. Once you get through the whole thing of getting beyond the exhaustive efforts and massive efforts, create massive results, BS. Then you, when you start slowing down and you get into it, taking in, uh, intuitive actions into what you want, all of a sudden life becomes easy. Mm, yeah. So, so for example, someone jumping from corporate to entrepreneurship, do you, for example, advise them to go slowly, like stay in the job and hustle your way around your business or just to quit and start and put all your effort into this basket, let's say? Great question. And one of the things I have found is I don't tell people anything. One of the things I tell people right away is I don't have your answers. I don't know what your best avenue is, but I am really freaking good at helping you find that and then bring that outwardly in actions that allow you to open that up in as quick a period of time as possible. So some people, it's it's diving right in, right? And doing it, and that's how they do things, and that's how they work best. Other people, it's kind of spending a little more time in that planning stage and things like that. What I watch for with my clients is to make sure that they don't, that fear doesn't halt them, mm, which yeah, is another thing that stops a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, fear, fear, fear of failure, fear of the unknown, Fear of rejection, <laughs> these kind of things that <laughs> honestly, like would depend on the conditioning. You know, for me, one of the other things is if something came about really easy for me early on when I started doing this work, if something happened really easy, I felt like something was wrong, like I didn't deserve it, that mm. it had to be a struggle in order for me to deserve it then. Mm. So do you see from your, your from your life and your career, do you have some kind of regrets that things that you have should done? 
that may that should make things faster for you or from your oh, yeah. working with with your clients do you say do you see them regretting certain things um oh, yeah you know one of the biggest ones is once we find this out and understand all the things we're talking about right now and how easy it can be once that clicks in somebody they're like oh my god everybody oh my god i wish i had done this 10 years ago you know for me i spent my first 10 years of study and doing the works i do today on mindset Mm-hmm. And I thought if I can speak positive enough and think positive enough, I'm going to have what I want and I'll work as hard as I can to get there. Once I understood that it was, it was the conditioning at the subconscious level that was holding me back. And I started shifting that. So yeah, I'd love to recognize that a decade earlier, but I didn't. Yeah. That, that, you know, that, so. Yeah. So the, the subconscious mind, a lot of things that, happened uh, to us especially on our daily lives for example the the job because we know like we said it's a it's like a kind of a factory you know that you're going to do these nine eight ten hours and you are going to go out go home or whatever and at the end of the month you are going to get the certain amount paid but sometimes when you think like oh i might be going all by myself who's going to make me accountable for me So how about these things? You're absolutely right. One of the things I I talk to, like, you know, people thinking about business and things like that is like, you know, you know, we're we're trained on this mentality that that corporate America or big businesses or things like that is the safe way to live life. Right. You get there, you get a job, you live, you get retired. You know, two generations ago, it was like that. But today it's not. Today, a quarterly report could cut a staff by one third, right? You could have company. I've seen people that are within two years of retiring that get let go with no severance or anything mm-hmm. because the company is going into financial you know, downfall or things like that. And so it, it's, it's a false sense of security. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. However, it's, the, it's in the conditioning. So it makes it seem like it's the safer avenue. But then you get people who are totally devastated a few years before the end of their, you know, their their career and things like that, who are now have to figure out how to pick up the pieces and move on. We're stepping into finding, identifying your passion and then bringing that to fruition. You control your destiny. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Now with the, with the Internet and everything, it's I always say it like with the Internet now, it's kind of easy to go in and start a business. And at the same time, maybe it's hard, but you have to put the effort in. But you can do it because now it's open. You can do a lot of things. You can do e-commerce. You can do online marketing, social media, tons of things now. Revolving around the passion that you have. Maybe you'll develop some passions. And speaking of passions, so some people might not might think maybe they would have only one passion, <laughs> but but they might be have two or three or ten, right? Oh, absolutely. It's a flow. It's it's like a network. You know what it is? It's really like purpose. We have a purpose Mm. to our life. The purpose of my life is to inspire and motivate millions of people to live better lives. Now, I do that. And I'm very passionate about this conversation you and I are having. I'm very passionate about groups I hold. I'm very passionate about one-on-one coaching, speaking events, like like all different avenues within that. Mm. You know, but it's sparking that and moving that forward. So here's what I tell people is if you're going to a job that you have to drag yourself to and you can't stand going to, and you even if you don't have an idea of what it is, get a hold of me. The first thing I do, whether I'm working with an individual or corporation, 
is I will help them create what I call a dynamic vision. And I have tools to do that. And so once we get that vision, it all of a sudden now that starts laying the pathwork. So instead of trying to get away from something we can't stand doing, we start moving towards something we would love to do. And then as that starts opening up, our vision is as alive as we are. So if we're breathing, our vision is as alive. So as we change, as we expand, as we grow and take on new things, then we want more and different things that come from that. So our vision isn't a one time and done throughout our life. It's a continuum, but it's such an easier way to live by than trying to move away from what we don't like. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but at the end, like, for example, someone wants to be an entrepreneur, they want to have the freedom of, uh, let's say, choice, maybe to be wherever they want, to do whatever they want, not to have to commit five, six days a week to go to a place, like you mentioned, probably like 90% they don't like to go. So, <laughs> so what, what, what defines freedom? Because maybe freedom is like, different to so many people maybe some people it's like the time maybe some people it's having so much money they don't want to worry about it and and yeah and that's a great question that's another area i never define what freedom is for somebody else i can tell you what freedom is for me but what i do is i help people identify what freedom you know there's people that that i've worked with who are real estate agents and and they're just killing it but they're working 24/7 to do so so mm. freedom for them might be to continue scaling their business but at a smaller degree and having balance in their life i've actually worked with real estate agents and i worked with one for a year that when i met her she said i don't even think i have 30 minutes a week for a coaching call with you. I was, she was so busy and her business was spiraling down and she was busy 24 seven, just going with the spiral, not even finding time to turn it around. Within a year, she called me at the end of that year. And she said, and she was crying. And she said, I just have to tell you, this has been my, my highest earning year in 18 years of doing real estate. And it's the only year of my adult life. I took five weeks vacation. Mm. So that balance of that, bringing that in with it, all of a sudden, when I say things can happen easier than what our programming will tell us, it's possible to do that. You know, I was was talking to a a new client I just started working with recently, and they have a a million dollar business they want to take to 10 million. And so we started working together. I had one call with him. All I talked about with him was shifting the, the mindset as far as opening up to bigger things happening. That was the week. He called me this past week, all excited. And he said, up until last week, when we had that conversation, he would have maybe four or five, maybe six new customers come to him per week and sign up. Mm. In that one week, he had 40 some people come to him and sign up for his services. Mm, The only thing we did different is opened up the mindset as far as what's possible, Mm. which is shifting that subconscious. It's cool. removing the constri- constrictions. Okay, so so walk us through how do you work? Uh, how do you work your process? Well, the way I do it is, and in, in, in I'll offer this to your audience is, is whenever I'm you know out talking things like that, I offer to do a ten minute call for free. So anybody that wants can go to coachwithjoey.com. They can get a hold of me. I'll get on a call and talk to them. And the reason I do that, Hussein, is because people will, you know, there's people that want to complain and complain and complain about their life, but they're not going to do anything different, right? We we meet those people. We all know those people. And, you know, at some point I was one yeah, of those the, people, the, so I don't uh, judge them. A lot of things now, uh, blaming on the government, blaming on whatever. Now, yes, uh, the government, for example, to me, they are always wrong. But because of that, they are always not on the uh, same same page as the their own people, right? 
You have to do yeah, your own and people thing. Will you, have, complain you, have to find, you have to find yeah. your own way, your own path. Yeah, people will complain about the government. They'll complain about the financial situation. They'll complain about all this. Yet there's other people that are just booming and loving their life in the exact same economy as them. Mm, yeah, so yeah. it's it's not those things. So I do the 10-minute call to decipher who's really looking for some you know change in their life and who's just wants a, a, a ear to listen to them. And I decipher that out. And then during that call, I help people to get them some inspired actions that come. I help them find within themselves that they can start taking and start churning that and start making seeing differences in their outside experience. From there, I take them into a 45 minute session. And then from there, we talk about the programs I have and, and you know, whether they want to work one on one, you know, whatever works for them and such, and then kind of align with the person. So let me say this for over a decade, I worked with things like the laws of the universe. I worked with things like the secret. I worked with things with mindset, you know, the words I use, the thoughts I entertain, all that. And, and man, I tried my very best to bring about the results I wanted and it never happened. And Boy. once I understood the subconscious part of it, that, that conditioning, those patterns, those paradigms, which are habits of belief within us and how we continually live by those, when we shift those, all of a sudden amazing differences happen. And within a six month period of time of understanding that, I, re I ended up getting my first three coaching clients and I resigned from corporate America and moved to the mountains in South Carolina, which I have, I have, you know, gone beyond my annual income of what I was making in as a vice president of sales mm, in doing awesome. what I do. Awesome, so it can man. happen that quick when we get that alignment going. Mm, yeah. So the, this alignment you're talking about, what kind of alignment, alignment, alignment with your mind, alignment with your body, alignment with the soul, these kind of things. Actually, it includes all of them, but the, but the big motherboard of all of it, really, I mean, other than God, I don't mean it like that, but the big motherboard running on that conditioning over and over that bumps us in the walls is that subconscious mindset conditioning, yes. the subconscious, the things we were told, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, you know, uh, work isn't supposed to be fun. That's why it's called work. Like all of those things that we've been conditioned with play over and over and over. And each time we take an action into them, it strengthens kind of like, you know, do you golf? No. Okay. You know, muscle memory, right? I'm not good either, but you know, muscle memory, right? Yeah. It's, it's at our muscles. It's the same thing with our brain waves. When we do something one time, it, it, it builds a network of brain, of brain waves around that. Each yeah. time we repeat that, each time we hear money does grow on trees or work is supposed to be fine. Each time we hear that, each time we take an action into it, it strengthens that. Uh, it's so if it's we don't go ingrained in, in the mind. It would be ingrained yeah, in the mind. Go, yeah. If we don't go in there and shift that, ultimately what we're doing is self-sabotaging, which is exactly why people lose and gain back the same 10, 20 pounds over and over. Mm. Or even why statistics show that a majority of lottery winners quickly find themselves broke after winning a huge jackpot, right? So you take somebody that's, that's, that's struggling financially and they struggle, 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 and they saw that growing up and they followed that process still. And all of a sudden you put millions of dollars on them and give it to them. They're going to self-sabotage and go through that money and end up broke and, and back in that same place they were before they got that money. Yeah. That's that conditioning right there. And it plays out in people's business. It plays out in their relationship. It plays out in every area of our life. So without changing that, the only other avenue people have really is they follow these people that, they, that, that say do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then you'll get to where I'm at. But Hussein, that never ever works. Yeah, because because people are different. Doesn't something work for someone does not really mean that it's going to work out for you. 
Yes. So when you have these massive wealthy people saying, I'll show you exactly what I did. I, you know, I learned the hard way after investing tens of thousands of dollars working with those coaches like that to realize it, it will never work for me because I'm not you. That's why, like, when you have things like the 5 a.m. club where you get up at five and you do this and you do it, it, it doesn't work long term for people because we don't fit into that structure. Every mm-hmm. once in a while, somebody will. Mm-hmm. But overall, we, we, we can't live in those patterns and live fully, which means we can never fully bring out that passion within us. Mm-hmm. So when we try to when we try to robotic or like you said, when we try to uh, mimic the action somebody else took, it's not going to get us to where they are. That we have an internal GPS system. And that's when I started understanding the laws of the universe. Mm-hmm. Once I understood the laws of the universe work perfect, but the application is as unique as the individual applying it. Mm. Yeah, because like you mentioned, for example, this 5 a.m. club or 6 a.m. club, it's mm-hmm. not, most people are not going to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. So, so you have, they have to find something that actually works, and for them, uh, they need to find their own flow of things. Absolutely, you know, I I worked with a real estate broker a couple of few years ago now, and he said, "Man, I'm I'm getting these real estate people, and they produced better at the jobs they came from than they're doing under me, and I don't know why." And so I met with three of them for about twenty twenty five minutes each. And I went through the process and then I met with the broker. And what, what happened is I found that the broker was a real estate agent and he went out and he, he put 55% of his time into work, 20% of his time in the family, whatever those percentages are, he broke that down. So then he got his broker's license. He started bringing realtors in and he would tell him, here's what we're going to follow. 55% of your time is work, you know, 20% family. And he broke it down like that. And people were just flopping. And so when I talked to, after I talked to him, I said, I'd like some permission to, to work with them and understand what it is for them, but you have to agree to it. And he did. Well, one of the people in particular It was a, it was a grandmother. She was old, you know, a little older in life and stuff like that. She was a grandmother, two grandchildren, and she liked to watch her grandkids a couple of days a week and stuff. So she set it up. We set up, structured her to work. 25% of her time would be work. Okay, within two months, all of a sudden she starts getting sales and she started getting. She got a closing and she and it excited her. And within two months she moved that up to almost 50% and then ended up moving it. And all of a sudden people are being more productive working by what their balance is. Not mm-hmm. what the broker's balance was. Yeah, yeah, and that's that, one of the other thing. Whenever I speak on leadership, who's saying I tell people you are a leader. It doesn't matter what you're doing for work. It doesn't matter where you are in your life. You're a leader because if you're not a leader, you're following. And by following, you're trying to take what worked for somebody else and apply it to your life. And you're never going to get to where you want to get to like that. Yeah, yeah. It's good to learn and see some people how they work and how they achieve what they achieved and do. But you have to look. I think maybe in detail, right, to see what could be applied in your situation and what could not be applied in your situation. Absolutely. Now, there are some things, you know, I'm working with, a, you know, I have a coach that I continually work with different coaches and stuff because, you know, they say best coaches have coaches and I don't ever want to reach my ceiling. So I'm working with a coach right now that's helping me do marketing and things and remarket my message and figure out how I can get it in front of the people I can most impact and mm-hmm. things like that. And, and some of the things she's saying to do, I'm doing, I'm taking those actions and, and, and going through the process, but she's not saying, okay, this is your ideal client now. 
This is how you, what you say to him. This is what you don't say. She, we're not doing things like that. I'm mm. going within and finding my message to bring outwardly. That's a whole different thing than working with somebody who does, who says do A, B, and C, and you'll get D. Cool. So uh, from you working with your clients, what are some of the things that, or failures that you see they are doing? Some of the failures of what they're doing? Uh, certain things. Yeah, that, when, I, uh, when I meet them, a lot of people I meet are just exhausted or a lot of people don't believe that it's really possible to, for them to succeed at what they truly want to do in their life. Um, I've had people, like I've had somebody who owned a business 15 years ago. And when I met them and they were just miserable in what they were doing and the business had, had, had you know, closed up back then and they were miserable in the work they were doing. And so when we started doing their vision, their vision is still to own a business, but they wouldn't even want to entertain that because of their past failure, what they mm. perceived failure. And so when I started understanding, you're not who you were then, you know, you're not that same person because you failed back then. If you can look at that as a, as a, uh, instead of a stumbling block, if you can look at it as a stepping stone to help you learn things on how to do it, which is one of the other reasons why people quit doing things is their perception is they see it as being a where it failed rather than understanding what it's telling them to do differently, to continue going forward. Yeah, because <clears throat> sometimes making making mistakes or past failures might affect someone though though like we talked about earlier passions having passion should be something that uh, if you failed in your business or in your venture should keep you keep you going especially if you have it engraved in your subconscious mind with your daily routine or with your uh, teammates if you work with other people so yeah, that will give you a Uh, look on things, how to achieve your goals, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My business is, you know, like throughout the nine and a half years I've been outside corporate America doing this or whatever it's been is I've seen my business go like this a few different times. COVID, when before COVID, I love being in person talking to people. Everything I did was live, you know, in front of people, things like that. So I wasn't prepared when COVID hit to have everything set up virtually and everything else. So I saw my business drop down because I wasn't getting in front of people, you know, and all of that. I Now I could have looked at that and went, oh man, I gave it my best. It failed. Or, but what I did was said, okay, I don't know exactly how to do this. So I'm going to reach out and get some help doing it. Because then it'll happen quicker based on my past experience of what I've seen. And all of a sudden, now I'm back up and growing again and beyond what I was at before then. You know, think of it like this. I, I don't know if he had any, but if you were a child of, of, of Thomas Edison, he invented the light bulb, right? <laughs> and he, yeah. 10,000 times it took him to get that. Now, people have said to him, what do you think about having 10,000 failures? And he said, no, I got 10,000 pieces of information to show me how to do it. Think if you were raised by him, how you would handle things like that, you know, things like that, that didn't go right seriously versus somebody who was raised in a place that like, as soon as it, as soon as you have the first sign or second sign of, of hardship with it, it means it's done. <laughs> you have complete different conditioning in you, yeah, right? Exactly. Complete different life perspective or yeah. uh, different, uh, a lot of inventions maybe. <laughs> Well, and that's what I mean, because you have that conditioning, you know, one of the things, because money is such a big thing for a lot of people and stuff is I use is, you know, if, if, if you were raised by, you know, I, I go back in the day and stuff like that. If you were raised as a Rockefeller child, you had complete different financial conditioning than what I had raised in a low income, blue collar family. 
Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because uh, like you mentioned earlier, if someone, for example, wins the lottery, they they probably are not used to having that much money. For example, who wins a million, two million, three, five, ten million? So they will spend it immediately. They don't know what yeah. to do with it. Expect except to spend it on certain yeah, things. Yeah, and, and through things. the process, they end up in legal problems and divorces and drug rehabs and things like that. Right? We hear that a lot of happening like that with people with quick get rich. Yeah. What happens with that is exactly what we're talking about here. When people want to go into starting their own business, what happens in that process is they didn't do the work on the inside to shift to, to align the the subconscious conditioning. To put the, to bring them up to the level of being a multimillionaire, whatever mm. it may be, you mm. know, people will take the employee mentality and the conditioning and patterns and paradigms with them, and they'll go out and try and start a business. But what they don't realize is their subconscious is working against them in that process until they go in there and shift that conditioning. And mm. and one of the things that's really awesome about that about this is what took me years to understand how to do. My clients can now achieve within weeks of making those shifts and moving forward and seeing real differences in their life. Joseph, what would you say one takeaway from this episodes now for the audience to yeah, take? Yeah, the, the big thing is if you're not doing what you love to do, if you're doing what you think you love to do, but you're not getting the results that you're looking for, just reach out. I don't charge anything for it. It's a 10 minute conversation. And, and I mean, People have come back with feedback like, oh, my God, I was stuck for years on this thing. I didn't even know it. And now my life has blossomed. It's a 10-minute call. Just reach out to coachwithjoey.com. If you're not loving your life, then it's based on the decisions you're making. So make a different decision. Do something that's a little uncommon or a little uncomfortable. Try something different. Mm. Now, one of the things I want to say with this, Hussein, because there's so many coaches out there and such, right? When I first started getting coaches, I started looking for somebody who had like was working with a lot of people because I thought, okay, that's the guy, I want, you know, person I want to coach with. And what I found out in that is, is, you know, being one of 100, 150, 200 people, you get no personal support or anything. And later on, I found out that coaches that coach that way, all they're truly interested in is using coaching to build their own internal empires. I coach with eight people at a time. I have set scheduled calls with my clients, but if something comes up in between, they know to get a hold of me so we can get them that boost and that shift. So anybody looking to talk to somebody like me, look for somebody like that, not the person who's got 250, you know, 500 names that they're working with at a time. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's a very cool aspect because you get to focus on the, on the client and their demands okay. and their needs. My, everything I do. Everything I do is around that desire to see people get huge impacts in their life in the shortest period of time possible. Mm -hmm. And the only way I can do that is for me to be committed to helping them do that. Yeah. So where can people get in touch with you, Joe? Yep. The easiest way is go to coachwithjoey.com and schedule a 10-minute call. It's a quick form. You fill it out, send it in. We'll, we'll get on the phone. We'll talk for 10 minutes. And, and really, you'll walk away with identifying some inspired actions from within you for you to take to move you start move opening up those doorways for you if you're in a business and you're having a hard time not getting the growth you want reach out if you're if you're not doing what you love to do reach out <laughs> well, cool. awesome having you on this episode of the success secret podcast joey thank really, you for really really enjoyed here. it awesome